we're starting to kind of get into that now more so. We've dedicated Sundays just for a family day. We want to make sure we set aside enough time for the kids. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey. Welcome back to this week's episode of Where Should I Invest? I'm Sarah Larby, and today I'm joined by Amanda and John Eagle, who are real estate investors in the Kitchener-Waterloo area. And uh, they started investing in 2017, have done some burrs, some duplex conversions. Uh, we do talk about creative financing and, and how they started and, and switched strategies along the way. So a uh, very interesting podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, and if you are interested in learning more about the burr strategy, uh, I am offering my course and uh, that is 24 total lessons about everything that you need to know from the buy to the reno and so forth and every step in depth. So if you are interested in the BURB program, go to sarahlarby.com and you can join at any time and have access to the program at any time as well. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and uh, BURR is definitely my favorite strategy. It's helped me get to where I am today, but it doesn't mean that it's for everybody either. So important though, not to have that shiny penny syndrome and stick to something, learn something, become very experienced with that, with that one strategy before moving on to something else. But Amanda and John have a great story. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much. John, Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you? We're great, Sarah. Good. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have you on. So could you give us a, a little bit of information about who you both are? Sure. Yeah. We're Amanda and John, or John and Amanda, <laughs> and uh, we have been investing for the last few years, since about 2017. Um, it kind of kick-started when we went to a Keyspire event, and we got hooked. I mean, we've always loved real estate. We bought our first townhouse when we were 20, so we started buying properties at a very young age, uh, but we didn't start investing until 2017. Yeah, we, we have uh, two kids, nine and seven, boy and a girl. And uh, we live in a small town just outside of Kitchener. So we primarily invest here in our own region. And um, what else? Yeah, just uh, we're in our mid-30s. Mid mm -hmm. And we're investing in real estate uh, because we love it and because um, it's a great way to create a legacy and build financial freedom. Absolutely. So you started in 2017. And can you share your real estate investing strategy? Yeah, so it's it's evolved for sure over time. We um, when we first bought our, our sorry we bought our first investment property in 2017. It was a condo that was fairly new, it was about three and a half years old at the time. And uh, at, at that moment, we were thinking we'll buy a property or two, and by the time we go to retire at retirement age, we'll have a nice little nest egg for for retirement. And it was the Keyspire event that kind of switched our mindset. Um, into, uh, I guess we were kind of anti-debt at the time and it switched our mindset into using leverage to be able to create not just a comfortable retirement, but create an early retirement and, um, you know, the wealth that you would need to just do whatever you want and live the life that you want. So, um, yeah, so we started 
then and the strategy became from just buying a couple properties, it turned into uh, using the Burr method with duplex conversions. All right, very cool. It's uh, it sounds similar to how I started too, right? With buy and hold, and then realizing that there's a way potentially to do it a little bit faster by recycling the money rather than yep. leaving it in there and only being able to refinance, you know, maybe down the road depending on what the market comps have That's been. Right. Are you able to share what your portfolio consists of today? Yeah. yeah so we have a condo in Waterloo, Ontario. And it's just a small one bed, one bath. We have a duplex conversion property um, in Kitchener. And we have a triplex actually in Moncton, New Brunswick. And then we also have another one that we're working on right now, another duplex conversion in Kitchener. Awesome. So four altogether. Yeah, four, cool. four properties. The original condo that we bought in Kitchener, we sold to start the duplexing. So, uh, so we, we got rid of that one. So we still have the one other condo and then now we're basically into duplex conversions and, uh, we'll, we'll likely, um, in the near future exit the Moncton market and, and use that capital to keep going with our strategy here. That's awesome. So you've done, you've done really well. Can you maybe share how investing in real estate has changed some of your, uh, life or your lifestyle. I know you mentioned you have two kids. Can you can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I think the kids is. Um, I'll start there. We we actually involve our kids in in the real estate stuff and uh, mainly bringing them to the properties and showing them what they look like and what they can look like. So they they see the process from start to finish and they really enjoy it. And uh, we and on on top of that. I think it's creating a, a mindset for them too, because we have become very frugal when it comes to our own house, because we want to use our capital to create um, income producing assets. And so they, they see that too. They know that um, our biggest focus right now is, is building the portfolio so that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor down the road. And so uh, I think that it's all about, um, having having the right kind of debt to, to to propel our business and not having any of the wrong kind of debt so we're we're teaching that to our kids and we're living that way more so than we ever did before too that's awesome I, I think you guys are on my instagram i love the stuff that you're sharing and and helping others as well um, and i think Thank that's you. what it's that's what it's all about and, you know, the other thing I, I really love is interviewing couples just to, you know, understand how, how this all happened. So, you know, Matt has been great. I mean, we've been together for 14 years. He's just not as into real estate, but he's been so supportive. But I'm just curious for you guys, was it both of you that like realized this together at the same time? Did one person have to talk the other person into it? Um, how did that all play out in the beginning? Yeah, so like we've been together, we've known each other since we were 14. That's when we met. Uh, we didn't start dating till we were 16. So we've known each other for a very long time. Um, so just kind of like a backstory. I was always the type of kid that like wanted to go out and do stuff and spend my money. John was, you know, more the let's save, let's like he's got, you know, these ambitious goals. And that was great. He kind of like had me go that direction with him. And um, we've always just had similar goals. Like it, it's been great. We've just, we would talk about um, what we wanted and we've just started saving. We moved into an apartment when we were 19 and we said, we're going to rent for one year. That's it. Like then we're going to buy something. So that's kind of, we just, 
I don't know. We just yeah, it's 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 uh we we didn't necessarily come into our relationship with the same goals but it didn't take long for us to get on the same page so mm-hmm. when when it came to the interest in real estate like we used to do things like um go for we we lived in our first house was a new build so we were in a new community where there was model homes and we would just for fun go for walks and just walk through the model homes to get ideas for our future houses and and we always talked about um maybe even just keeping that townhouse and start kickstarting our investment career, investing career um, by, by keeping and renting out the house that we first bought. And that didn't work, but we always had that. We, in the back of our mind, we wanted to do it. Uh, but we, we got married at 22 and started having kids at 24. So we kind of just put it on hold. Um, and it was always the plan to come back to it. So now that our, you know, in 2017, our kids were kind of getting to an age where we could, we weren't so bogged down with the baby stuff anymore and we could do it. So uh, we did not have to, con- one did not have to convince the other, which we're very, very lucky. I know there's a lot of couples that where one half is not on, on board and it's very difficult to do anything financial when you're the only one that, that wants it. So we were definitely lucky that way. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, I just want to take a moment and interrupt the podcast to introduce you to my mortgage broker, Dahlia Barsoom, and her team at Streetwise Mortgages. Because everything around us is changing, the world as we know it is not going to be the same. COVID-19, the economic crisis is a time of uncertainty for many of us. And the lending and real estate landscape, they're changing quite rapidly day by day. Today's financing and investment decisions are going to be different than the ones that we made yesterday. Dahlia and her team are going to be able to help us maneuver through all of this. They're property investors themselves, so they've worked with thousands of real estate investors across Ontario, and they have their pulse and their finger on what's happening around us in real time from a real estate financing and investments point of view. Her team of advisors are committed to helping us keep informed and get that up-to-date information. And they're also going to be able to help us navigate through this crisis to also mitigate and minimize any financial distress during this whole transition, and also help us emerge out of this in a strong financial position so that we can leverage ourselves for some great opportunities that are going to be coming to us. They've been able to help many investors in times like this by really planning out your plan for the good, but also for the bad, because these circumstances that are happening are going to be very individual for all of us. And they're going to help navigate three key parts, financial stability, financial agility, and opportunity, and help you manage through those three things. When it comes to stability, how can you enhance your reserves and your liquidity to weather the storm? You're going to have a different plan, so it's important to get that individualized plan. How can you utilize mortgage payment deferrals? Should you? Should you not? Why or why not? Any debt restructuring opportunities, those are all things that Dahlia and her team can help you work with. Now, when it comes to financial agility, there's some things that you might want to talk about are how do you make some improvements to your monthly budget so that you can increase your cash flow? Are there any financing tools that you can use to cover some short-term cash flow deficits? When it comes to opportunity, there's going to be some great opportunity that's going to come out of this. How can you set yourself up? for success. So her and her team are going to be able to help you maneuver through these things and create a plan, not only for the good times, but also in times like this, so that you can handle the storm and come out ahead. Feel free to reach out to Dahlia and her team at info at streetwisemortgages.com or 
go to her website, streetwisemortgages.com. And now back to the show. That's, uh, that's, that's great to hear. Now, is there something that you guys do that the other person might not in terms of the business? Like, are there, you split some of the, the tasks and the real estate pieces where maybe one person works more on the, the admin stuff or the paperwork. One person likes to hunt for deals. Mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it to you, but, or, or are you guys both doing everything uh, together to both, you know, learn and, and, uh, and grow to, you know, and I don't know, there's some people that do everything together and then some people are like, okay, you're better at this, do this or vice versa. Yeah. We definitely have our, our separate things that we do. I do a lot of the design stuff and social media stuff. John does a lot of like finding the tenants and the deal stuff and all the financial. <laughs> I, I think anything that has to do with like the business side of things yeah. uh, is, is me. I, she, doesn't, she doesn't talk to a, a lender or a broker until it's time to sign. Um, and I fill her in on everything. She's fully aware of what's going on, but I take care of most of it. And I think I enjoy doing that more than she does. Um, and so I think when it comes to admin stuff, things that she doesn't, if she doesn't know as much about the finance stuff as I do, she won't do that. But then there might be some admin stuff that is, is a little bit easier for her to take on. So Mm -hmm. we're starting to do that more split up the tasks so that I'm not doing all the business stuff. She can actually start getting into it and getting used to it. And we're, we're looking to start outsourcing more things now too. just the little things that are time consumers that um, might be holding us back from finding our next deal. So we split everything fairly evenly and uh, we'll start to outsource more things as we get a little bit busier. Okay. All right. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, what advice would you have if there's a couple and they're investing together just to be able to say, you know, this is your real estate, you know, time, this is your family time, like, you know, and, and I don't know if you guys have, have this all set out, but I will say you're, you're, you're a great example. You've got two kids that are, that are fairly young and, and uh, you're, you're in real estate, you've, you've got other things going on. A, how do you juggle it all? And, and what kind of advice might you give somebody that uh, that's going into this with their partner? Yeah, we're, we're, starting to kind of get into that now more so we've dedicated um sundays just for a family day we want to make sure we set aside enough time for the kids and not talk about business as much and and for ourselves too um a lot of times we talk about the business and just real estate in general so it's it's hard to kind of make sure that we're setting that time aside for ourselves and for our family but um i think we're doing a pretty good job sunday is definitely the day for family but um some evenings too we make sure that it's like we turn it off we don't talk about anything like real estate related i think now it's more important than ever to make sure the kids know that we're we're not just focused on on real estate and and business Mm -hmm. because they don't have their friends to play with and they don't really have any interaction with other people. So that's why now in the evenings too, we play games and stuff before bed and and just, just have that family time. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, it, it, we do have to, to not, I don't want to say force it, but we do have to remind ourselves that there's more to life than real estate. Um, So we, we just do our best to balance it. All right. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I want to take a, a step the other direction and, uh, and talk about the burr and the, uh, the actual deals that you guys are doing. Can you, can you walk us through potentially the, the last deal and, and what that looked like? Um, and then just, uh, you know, maybe the, the conversion process from, from your experience. 
Yeah, sure. So we, um, we, we, we're in the Kitchener market. So there's no such thing as a perfect burr here for the most part. Um, so we uh, went into this knowing that we're not getting all of our money out of the deal right away. And so we know that if we want to stay in the, in the duplex um, strategy and not go into the big, bigger multifams, um, then we're going to be taking on partners or getting creative with, with financing. Um, so, but for the time being, uh, we're trying to do as many as we can on our own. And then we're, but we're getting pretty much getting to the point where it's, it's time for partners. Um, and the, the first duplex we did, uh, in Kitchener, we purchased that property for 525,000. It was a, a three bedroom sixties bungalow, red brick bungalow. And we planned to turn it into a three bed up, two bed down. Uh, the drawings were reflected that anyway, and we decided at the last minute to make it a one bedroom in the basement because it was going to make the living and kitchen areas very small. So we ended up with a three bed, one bath, sorry, three bed up and one bed down. And uh, the renovation all in was just under 120,000. And we ended up with an ARV of 670,000. And you bought it for how much? 525. Okay. So this was an off-market deal. We had made about three offers the week prior to buying this, uh, this property. And our realtor had an investor client who had just closed on this property or was about to and decided he didn't want to take on that project. He had some other stuff he was working on. So because we had just recently made some offers, our realtor re reached out to us and we jumped on it right away. We had no competition on it, which, which is half the battle in this market and most markets now. Um, and so, yeah, we did really well with it. So we pulled out half of our initial investment. So we left uh, the down payment and the closing costs in the deal, but we got our renovation costs out. So we were able to take that money and uh, go kind of contribute that contributed to getting the next one. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment here and pause the podcast to introduce you to one of my favorite contractors, John from Blackjack Contracting Inc. And he has been serving the Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas for the past three years and has become the area's legal basement suite renovation specialist. He works with many investors that I know and some newer investors, some more experienced investors, and he converts single family homes into multiple units, as well as my favorite favorite strategy, the Burr strategy. So he's well versed in those as well to make sure that we can achieve the maximum value of the property and the maximum ARV. He has also completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between as well. They do everything from permitting to the design to the final cleaning before listing our rentals for rent or for sale. And he's also a fully licensed electrical contractor. He's certified with ESA and he will take jobs of all sizes. So no job is too big. He's done a complete guts really from the ground up. So super impressed with his work and what he's been doing for fellow investors that I know as well. So if you wanted to reach out, his website is blackjack contractinginc.ca and you can ask him whatever questions you have. You can also reach out to him Instagram, which is at blackjackcontractinginc. And like he says, 
He knows that investing feels like the biggest gamble of our lives. So when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. I will also add that there is currently a ban as of April 4th on new permits. So he will still actively work to the law's extent and actively work with investors to get projects planned out for when the ban is lifted. So that way you're not necessarily waiting and waiting and waiting. So guys, 100%, I recommend blackjack contracting. I will say that finding the right contractor is sometimes a hassle and getting a good one that works with investors that understands the numbers is going to be critical in our success, especially when doing the Burr strategy. And now back to the show. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's important for listeners to realize that, you know, a perfect burr doesn't always happen, right? It's, it's yeah. what makes sense. Yeah. Regardless, you still made profit because there's 20% left in the deal that you can't pull out regardless, right? Yeah. So there's likely, there's actually likely some good profit that you've made in there. And even though you didn't pull out everything, I'll tell you the, the ability to pull out everything if you're waiting for that perfect deal, so is every single other investor. And that perfect deal right now is going to go into multiples um, unless, yeah. you, unless you find it off market, which, which there is still some, but I would say, you know, there might be 10% of deals that are going to be the perfect burr, may, maybe 20 um, where you're pulling out your entire reno and holding costs and your down payment in full, and then you're making money. Like, can you do them? Absolutely. But like, could you do it where you're pulling out, your reno, your hold co- costs, and then, you know, a portion of your down payment. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily make it a bad deal. It just has to be with what your, you know, your goals are. And you've got to just run the numbers ahead of time to know that that is likely going to be the, the scenario and be okay with the, that piece and making sure that your rents are going to cover your costs. Yeah, exactly. We, we know that we're not going to be able to recycle the money like hundred percent of that money over and over and over again, like somebody potentially in a secondary market where it's easier to do, but we still prefer to invest in our market. It's a very, very solid market and we know it very well. So we were reluctant to start buying. Uh, We did buy the one Moncton property, but it wasn't a burr. It was just, it was a turnkey property. Um, But um, we prefer to invest here. And instead of trying to learn a whole new market and having to likely travel and build a whole new team in in that market that we don't know as well, we're just making it work here. And I think that owning uh, half of more of of our, you know, properties in our market uh, with partners rather than maybe owning them on our own somewhere else is still preferred for us. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just going to continue down this road. And uh, as long as the prices don't go completely nuts, which they've already started, um, we'll just keep buying uh, like little bungalows in Kitchener and turn them into duplexes and keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. I will tell you that, you know, at some point your property that you might have your down payment in, and again, everyone's goals are different. So you've got to run the numbers, but you're likely going to be able to, to refinance that back, right? With mortgage pay down slow appreciation over a long period of time and cash flow will increase as your tenants turn over and market rents reset. So there's some benefits of being in Ontario and there's also benefits of being in, in, you know, Eastern Canada or the U S. And so you've got to look at all of the different, the different pieces and, you know, what a lot of new investors that are, are getting into the game, they're looking for that perfect burp. And I'll tell you, you, you could find it, but it's going to be tough, right? So find out if it, it makes sense or, 
like you said, buy something maybe turnkey in Moncton or Nova Scotia or, or wherever. And mm -hmm. that probably has really great cash flow. But, you know, again, pros and cons in every single market, you likely won't get the same type of lift as, yes. as you would in, in your region. So every, every strategy, every market has its pros and cons. What are some of the things that you could share maybe with some, some newer investors um, or, or somebody that's been doing it for a while but wants to get into the Burr strategy? Like what are some of the aha moments that you might have had over the last three years doing this? Um, I would say the biggest aha moment, or I guess the first aha moment was when we sat in front of Scott McGilvery and listened to him speak and, and realized that the really small time plans that we had for real estate were just not no longer good enough. And if your plan is, if all you want to do is own one or two rental properties in your life and that's, that's good enough for you, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you, if you want to become wealthy and have that time freedom and location freedom that everyone dreams of, uh, there are ways to scale a, a, a real estate business very, very quickly. And we're not going very quickly. We're going at a, at a pace that's comfortable for us and, and not biting off more than we can chew, which I know that our, our investors and partners will appreciate. Um, but there are ways to do it. I think that was what it was. We were kind of like, okay, well, we'll buy, we'll buy another one in a few years and we'll buy another one in a few years. And then we realized that's not what we wanted to do. So that's why we started really um, learning the different strategies so we can decide which one made the most sense. And it had, it, that changed a few times. Um, but we got on social media, we followed all the, the great investors like yourself and decided um, and, and started reading books and watching YouTube videos and just learning. And then we, we, be, we started becoming um, experts and then we realized, or, and then, so, so basically we realized that it's, um, there's so much more you can do. And I think the biggest, that was the biggest aha moment. And it was just that one event for us that, that turned things around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We started watching like, you know, Matt Pichet and Matt McKeever and yeah, following great people. So it's. Yeah. It just, it, it, it was a mindset shift and that's, yeah. that was the biggest thing for us. I don't think we realized that we could, that that was even a possibility, right? Like it was. I think that everybody yeah. starts out that way. I've heard that so many times. Like yeah. I had no idea about all this. Yeah. And then when you start, especially on social media, you see just how many people are doing it. Now in the grand scheme of things compared to the population, it's a small number of people that, that do this, but it's a fairly big community once you're in it and it's like a whole different world. So if you're, if you're an aspiring investor or you just, you, you want to, to do something like this, just get online and follow people and see what they're doing and uh, decide what, which kind of direction makes the most sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. So I want to go back cause you've mentioned JVs and partners and, uh, you know, utilizing partners moving forward. Mm -hmm. So how are you, or how are you planning on getting your partners right now? And I know you're very active on social media. That doesn't have to be your answer, but what are the, some of the strategies that you've been doing to find some of those joint venture partners to bring the capital or hold the financing or whatever it is that you guys need? Well, the, the biggest thing is the no like, and trust factor. So social media does have a, uh, does play a big part in it. Um, so for example, we 
have been on social media actively for, for this business for maybe, I think I want to say December or January, like January, 2020. So just over a year. And we said we were going to grow organically. We weren't going to do anything crazy. We weren't going to do the whole follow uh, thousands of people so that we get a big following. We followed, you know, a few hundred people. We're up to 1100 followers. Now we did that organically. We wanted people to follow because they wanted to follow us. And once enough people started to actually see what we were up to, we had people starting to reach out saying they love what we're doing. And, you know, that we've had many people say, hey, you know, I, I will have access to some cash soon and I'd, I'd love to work with you guys. And uh, for example, when we were, we had purchased the current duplex conversion that we're working on now, we needed um, a private loan for the renovation. And before we started going to brokers and, and, you know, seeing what options we had, we did an Instagram story and said, we're looking for, um, you know, a, a private investor or, or lender to come on board and, and um, you know, work on this project with us. And within a couple of days, we had, um, we had a, a few people reach out. To we us. had, we had yeah. several people reach out, but within yeah. a couple of days we had, we had, uh, settled or, or I guess um, confirmed with uh, a lender just in Milton so not even too far away and uh, we were able to borrow a hundred thousand dollars on a promissory note um, and the biggest thing was he said to us I've been following you guys for a while and love what you do and I'm actually looking at doing something similar so I, I've got this money that I that I don't need right away so I'd love to to work with you and so, so that, that's an example. And then right now we're doing the um, uh, Bill Allen's 500K challenge where we go live uh, every day for 30 days um, with the goal of raising half a million dollars or more for the business. And that's also been working quite well also. And it's just people that follow us and already feel like they know us. And one woman that we spoke to that has some money that she wants to lend. When we first got on a video call, she said, yeah, I feel like I, I already know you guys. And so that is probably the biggest piece of advice I would give somebody um, looking to do something similar is grow an, uh, a, be genuine, create a brand and grow an organic following people that, that want to be following you and yeah. give add value to them and, and it'll, it'll pay off. That's amazing. And, and like you said, people will, uh, will want to, you know, be around you, loan you money in this case, if they trust, know, and like you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's how I reached out to you guys was, uh, I was watching your Instagram posts and stories and you were sharing information. I thought that was really cool. And you're giving back to the community. So I'm like, I've got to have them on the show. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate (laughs) it. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. So the next part of the podcast, I'm going to ask you guys, um, you can answer together or separate, but it's going to be our lightning round. And so answers are going to be short, uh, condensed 20 seconds or less per answer. And you can either give me a shared answer or a separate one. You ready? Okay. Go for it. Sure. This week's lightning round is brought to you by usproperties.ca. Are you looking to invest in turnkey US real estate that provides exceptional cash flow and appreciation? If so, reach out to James at james at usproperties.ca or visit the company website usproperties.ca for more information. All right, whoever wants to start, it's all good. Question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For me, I think that's kind of the one that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's yeah. the one that kickstarted us, and and I, I think that's it's famous for doing that. When once you yeah. read that, you're you're kind of hooked. We had our nine year old read it as well, and he he loved it. Yeah, so it was awesome. 
That is awesome. I'm actually getting my 12 year old niece to read it and then take notes on her computer and then summarize the chapter to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That's awesome. yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, it is a life changing book. So yes. yeah, very definitely. cool. Question number two, it doesn't have to be real estate, but what is your favorite podcast? Oh, geez. Putting us on the yeah. spot here. <laughs> uh, definitely yours. Yeah. yeah. Like, other than mine, because people are listening to this already, right? So is there something else that they might yeah. be able to, to listen to? We listen to yours very frequently, oh, but I would awesome. say the, the other um, favorite would be the Rise Rise, Rise podcast with Austin Ye yeah. and Mayu. Yeah. That was a good one. Awesome. Good. Yeah, I don't think that's it. actually been mentioned yet, but they do have a really awesome podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question number three, what do you do for fun aside from business or real estate related things? I forget. I forget, I forget what we do for yeah, fun. What, what's <laughs> um, we we would be we would be skiing right now if if the ski hills were open. So I think in the winter yeah. uh, or skiing. Mexico, we love going on vacations and yeah, Mexico, tra- traveling yeah. and and definitely in wintertime, uh, skiing for sure is our favorite. All right, awesome. Number four, if you lost all your money and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? Uh, I'd go right, right back to the basics. We did it. We did it once. We would, we'll do it again. Yeah. And, and if we know, if we were in this, in this hypothetical scenario, if we know uh, what we know now, um, I wouldn't hesitate just to jump back in and start again the same way. Yeah. Okay. All right. And last question, if somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend that they spend that money? Um, I would recommend probably house hacking, like if that it works with their lifestyle. Like I feel like if we maybe had done things differently, that that would have been a good option for us starting out before we had kids. Doesn't work for everyone's situation, obviously, but yeah, if, if that money could become could be turned into a house hack, and then there's a portion left for uh, a really really good coach or mentor, I would I would yeah. do that. Awesome. John, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. If my listeners wanted to reach out and know more about you, where can they go? We are on Instagram at Legacy Home Investments. Uh, they can follow us there. We're on YouTube as well at Legacy Home or Legacy, Legacy Home. Home. Yeah. Uh, where else? And LegacyHome.ca. Yeah. Awesome. And I always ask this at the last question. As the last question, any final last words of advice? Just start. Take action. Yeah, I, my, my biggest piece of advice would, would be in general would be do 1% every day, like just move the needle a little bit every day, it adds yeah. up to, to big action. And uh, it doesn't take long to see major changes when you do that. So don't don't just sit around do, do something and uh, yeah. you'll you'll succeed. I like that saying 1% better every day, because I'll, I'll tell you, it doesn't seem like a lot and a lot of effort at that point in time. But yeah, you're right. Massive changes over time. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It was great. Thank you, Sarah. We appreciate it. Take care. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid. But as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio 
consisting of multiple homes and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step online program. It's called Rise and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.